Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey besties, I'm Kara and I'm Isa and welcome back to Two Girls. I meant, oh my god, let's do it again. Can you do it again? Do it, do it again. Fuck me. Wait, two, two besties. All right, all right. Okay, go again. Stop laughing. Uh, hey besties, I'm Kara and I'm Isa and welcome back to Two Besties, One Brain Cell. <laughs> nice. So we've had a small change of name, if you guys noticed. Um, we oh, we had to change the name because we found um, a few other podcasts with the same exact name and we didn't want any issues, you know, moving forward. So we thought change it now while it's still early. Um, and yeah, so now we're two besties, one brain cell. Um, today we're joined by our lovely friend, Cindy Go. Yeah. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> so we um, recently found out that all three of us actually went to the same selective high school, mm-hmm. but at different times. Yeah. And we thought, why not um, fill you guys in on our experience? I know that people have a lot of perceptions, I guess, or preconceived notions of what um, selective schools are like. And I think we all probably had kind of different experiences too, because we're all in different year levels. We're in different cohorts. Um, so we thought we'd talk to you guys about it, tell you a little bit about our experiences. Yeah, and um, selective schools in Melbourne are a lot more selective than Sydney, I think, because mm. there's a lot more selective schools in Sydney, but whereas in Melbourne, I think there's only like four of us. So Yeah, and I think when yeah. I went, there were only two. So there was one girls and wow. one boys one. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. what about you, Cindy? Were there in my year level it's when they introduced the co-ed ones Mm, mm. um so I think at that point there were four and that would have been the first time yeah Mm -hmm. so I think there's only four is there five now four or five there's not many at the moment Mm -hmm. in Melbourne still I know Sydney has like heaps of them so it's definitely yeah there's way more in Sydney it's a lot more competitive here I think um but yeah I guess we'll talk about um our experience of how we got there, how we ended up going to selective schools. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. But before we start, I just want to acknowledge kind of what's happening right now. The, unfortunately, Victoria's gone into a 
really hectic lockdown at this current time, same as Sydney, mm. with the curfews and everything. And uh, we just want to say, you know, we're, we're all thinking about our listeners and I hope you're doing well. Yes. Like, like actually well, like hoping and not well in the way where you're just scrolling on Twitter for five hours on end. Not that I'm doing that. My screen time has <laughs> never been so disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So what have you guys been doing to cope? Like, Cindy, do you have any like new hobbies or anything you've picked up or any coping strategies? Mm-hmm. I actually have been doing some really good things for myself. I've mm-hmm. also been doing some bad things too, mm-hmm. but... So we'll start off with the good. Um, I've been practicing yoga every day mm. and forming healthy habits. So I actually use this little habits app. Um, if anyone's read Atomic Habits, you'll understand. Ooh. But, you know, that's for another podcast. Um, <laughs> so I make sure that I'm, like, walking outside for at least 10 minutes a day. And that makes, like, all the difference some days. Like, when you feel like shit, yeah. you step out, get some sun. 100%. And another thing is, like, right when I wake up, I step outside and get some actual sun and fresh air on my skin. Um, My friend's been listening to like this sleep podcast um, and it's it's about the photons and the neuroreceptors in the brain when you actually Mm -hmm. do that and how it really impacts your circadian rhythm. So Mm. that's one thing you can do for yourself. First thing you do when you wake up, step outside. 30 seconds is all we need. That's it. I can definitely like confirm the fact that just getting a tiny bit of sun or like physical activity. It sounds so like it's so overdone, right? Like you hear it all the time, but it's because it, it really works. I think like going for a walk or a run or just doing a quick like home workout can take my mood from just being so like depressed, like in that real like depression rut that you can get into sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, like it just totally boosts my mood, like instant serotonin yeah. boost. And if you can't like be bothered going outside, just mm-hmm. like furiously masturbate, <laughs> get your heart rate up. <laughs> Get the blood pumping somehow. Oh my it does. God. <laughs> How long did we make it in before that? before Cindy said something like that? Five minutes. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> just, I'm just, some days I can't be bothered going outside, and then I'll do that instead, and I feel better. You know, love yourself, make yourself come. That's still like an endorphin boost too. So do do mm-hmm. you do whatever you got to do. Technically, is yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cindy. <laughs> of course, Cindy would do. Anyways, um, for me, I've been, well, whenever lockdown ever happens, it doesn't really affect me that much. Sorry, guys. I'm like pushing that into your face. I, I still go to work the same and I still go to uni mm. the same. It's like nothing really changes for me. So <laughs> you're still busy. Like, yeah, I am busy. Like, I go to work and then I go home and then uni is mixed between online and in real life. And then I also, um, yeah, study and that's it. Like, it's it's quite a boring life. Mm. Anyways, Kara, what have you been doing? Um, well, I've been doing, like, the daily exercise. Actually, I spent the first week in lockdown just being completely, like, lazy. Um, it was good because I finally got to, like, binge some TV shows that I've been wanting to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after like a week of that, I started to kind of, you know, really hate myself. Um, so I've (laughs) gone back to my daily walks, like getting outside and playing trivia has been really fun. Like playing online trivia with a couple of my besties. It's good. A little like kind of social thing, I guess. Mm. 
Well, the most social you're going to get in this time, hey? Yeah, like that or a Zoom call. Zoom calls can be good too. I don't know why I always avoid them. Like when people suggest them, I'm like, yeah, it's like, oh, like let's catch up for coffee. And you're like, yeah, yeah, we'll set a date. And you never do. I avoid mm-hmm. Zoom calls in the same way. But then as soon as I actually do one, I'm like, this is fun. I should do this more often. <laughs> so if you're waiting for your sign, do that Zoom call. Like catch up with mm-hmm. your friends. Do it. Even if you're dreading it, even if you don't want to do it. It will make you feel so much better. Like, just do it. Literally. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, I guess we'll move on to our topic of the day. So, should I start it off? I reckon we should sandwich it because I feel like mm. you've got a very different experience on getting into versus the norm. So, mm. I reckon I'll kick it off. Okay. Because um, I feel like I have a very stereotypical, mm-hmm. I guess preparation for an entrance exam so like my whole life I was told that you have to get into Mm. so like from primary school I was already started tutoring for to one day get into like my family went there Mm -hmm. so two of my aunts went there so it was just like this is what you must do and I didn't think anything else of it like that's just that was my path um so my Mm -hmm. mum purposely selected a high school with like a lower focus on academics. Yes. And my less too. Asian population so that I would have a higher chance of getting in. Wow, that's smart, yeah. Which was really smart because honestly, I don't know if I would have gone in if I had gone to like a typical school on the west mm. side where a little more people know about it. Yeah, well yeah. so for those that don't know the way they select who gets in it's based on is it a percentage like a certain percentage of top, the number of top three percent yeah so for example from my high school I think only two kids could get in and that was not just to like that wasn't two to each school that was two total to any selective school so the way you you take the exam I'm, I'm not sure how it works for the other ones I only know how it works for our one but you take mm. one exam and then that exam could get you into any of the schools is that yeah. right yeah mm-hmm. so yeah. Um, yeah, and then there's only a certain number of kids from that school that can get in. So that's mm-hmm. why you have a higher chance if you go to a school where less kids are likely to get in. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I did – I think leading up to the exam, which happens in year eight, because the school starts mm-hmm. from year nine, um, I was going tutoring at least four times a week. Oh, my God. One tutoring was, like, specifically for the entrance exam, and you have to do an entrance exam to get into this tutoring place – for the no way exam. yeah and so they grade you um and so abc for example mm. so if you get into grade a if you do that program and you don't get in you get all your money back so they have like, oh yeah that oh, guarantee yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 and so yeah i got in and nice. so that was like a huge day and everyone in my family were ecstatic and i was like yep this is all I ever have to do in life, and now I can relax. Uh, <laughs> but little did you know the challenge just began. <laughs> no, and it was just downhill from there, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, my experience was very different to that. Um, I didn't know anyone. So first of all, growing up, I was surrounded by pretty much exclusively like white friends. I grew up in a really white neighborhood. Um, like My high school was majority white. 
so I didn't know anyone that even talked about selective schools. I didn't know it was a thing um, until I think one of my teachers suggested it to my mum during high school, like, oh, you should try and get Kara to get into one of these schools. Um, and I literally, like, did not know that people prepare for them. I, like, didn't know anything about the process. I just rocked up on the day of the exam and raw dogged it, basically. <laughs> just wow. on the exam. Like, I cannot believe that. <laughs> I know, um... and everyone's reaction is like that people are shocked, but... I was shocked that people went to tutor to get in. Like, I didn't know it was a thing. I had no idea. Mm. Um, so, yeah. And then when I actually got in and, like, went to school, a lot of kids all knew each other from, like, a tutor or from, like, Chinese school or Viet school that they'd all gone to together. And I literally knew no one except for, like, one girl um, that had happened to go to the same high school as me, like, previous high school. And we weren't really friends. Like, we knew each other, but we weren't friends or anything um, until we moved to, like, our new school together. Um, and then she mm. kind of like showed me the ropes and like introduced me to all her friends that she knew from Viet School and Tudor. Um, and that's to answer the question I get all the time, which is why do you have so many Asian friends? That's why. <laughs> because my social circle pretty much like grew from hers. But yeah. Issa, what about you? Wow. Well, I, similar to Cindy in the conventional way, kind of like I went to a tutoring program too, the di- a different one to you though, Cindy. Um, Mm. but yeah, every week we would do like a practice. It was like a mini exam, but like every single week and it was meant to be practice, but like, Mm. I don't, I don't reckon I learned a lot from there really. Mm. But, um, so when I did the year, year nine entrance exam, bombed it, totally did not get in, not even to any of them. And then the (laughs) next year I went in, um, the next year I tried again and didn't get in. Well, actually... I got to the interview stage. So once you, so once you go, what do you call it? So after that big entrance, mm. um, anyone who passes through must have an interview, no matter what. Like you can't just get in after that. Is this if you're getting in after year nine? Yeah, after year nine. Because so, we didn't have to do an interview. Yeah, you mm. didn't have to do an interview. Basically for mm. us, once you're, you do good, then you have to have an interview with the principal and the vice principal, I think, or something like that. Mm. And uh, bomb the interview. <laughs> And oh, no. guess who didn't give up? Guess who didn't give up? Me. We love I tried again the next year and I finally got in. Wow. Um, but opposite to you guys, I went to a smart school in a smart, not really smart school, but I was in an accelerated program. So I mm. was already in a like a fast paced environment and I still didn't get in the first time, which was crazy because Kara didn't just went in and raw dogged it. <laughs> well, it just shows like these standards test like it doesn't show much really well what i've heard is that so basically for those who don't know there's two essays and then there's like two maths kind of tests and then two like more comprehension type tests yeah yeah verbally Mm -hmm. ones um and i've heard that one of each of those categories tests your aptitude so like your capacity to learn or your Mm -hmm. like yeah your aptitude and then the other one tests like what you've already learned so what you know um so i would guess that tutoring probably focuses a bit more on the tests that test what you know like what you've learned and those are the ones especially for math like i like did not do well um Mm. but like the aptitude ones i did a lot better on so Mm. i think that probably has something to do with it yeah maybe don't know and the thing is I went for multiple like testing for 
different schools for scholarships as, as well, like private mm. schools. Mm. And I still didn't get into anything. And I was like, what the heck? Maybe I'm actually stupid. But anyways, we made it there in the end. <laughs> <laughs> in year 11. It must have been weird, like, in going to a new school in year 11, yeah. 100%. And the thing is, when I was in the accelerator program, what happens is when I was technically meant to be in year 11, we got moved to the year uh, year 10. No, hang on. When we were meant to be in year 10, we were doing year 11. But then it wasn't like we were doing year 11 just like content we were in year 11 classes we sat sacks and everything oh, not wow. sacks we we were in their class like in their cohort with year 11s and it was already like strange to be in a new environment then and then i moved schools again and i was like geez i'm never oh. gonna be i never want to be new girl ever again yeah that's very like disruptive very but um it was yeah. fun times fun times mm. yeah Ooh. so i'm still cutting my nail is this cutting her okay. toenails right now for anyone wondering <laughs> Anyways, yeah, continue, guys. Um, well, yeah, like you said before, Cindy, the whole thing about, like, thinking that the hard part was over once you got in, it's probably, like, you probably came to realise pretty quickly that, like, the hard part was just beginning. <laughs> yep, big time. Yeah. Um, like, the culture at selective schools is so different to pretty much any other type of school. I feel like public schools, private schools, and Catholic schools, like, all have their own, like, unique cultures, right? Um, and selective schools are just something different all over again. I think a lot of people expect them to be like a private school. Like a lot of people assume that it also is a private school, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is not. So and it's definitely not. No. It's a public school. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we may have worn blazers, but it was not a private school. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, for me, it was like a huge, like it literally was a culture shock when I first started. Um because like as I said my like initial high school was really white I pretty much had majority white friends growing up um I think I had like there was like one like token Asian girl in my class like at my previous high school (laughs) um and then when I moved it was like holy shit for the first time in my life like I'm the minority (laughs) like Mm. what (laughs) like it was was such a shock it was so like it was really shocking but back then I also didn't have a very good grasp I guess of um of any like type of concepts like about racism or like anything like that so and also things were really different back then too like people didn't have the same type of like dialogue as we do now about like Mm. race issues things like that um like the whole reverse racism concept like did not have a clue like had not even on my radar it didn't exist at that point yeah that's the thing in our experience at least Yeah. yeah So there was always like a lot of like back and forth banter about like me being white um, and you'd be like, oh my God, that's so racist, which I wouldn't even say now because I'm like, no, because it's not racist. Reverse racism does not exist. <laughs> but um, yeah, back then it was just like so different. So was it hard for you to make friends? Um, I think if I hadn't known like that one friend that I knew, I probably would have had a way harder time adjusting. So she pretty much like took me under her wing like introduced me to like the friends that she knew we were all in the same like form room together too in like the same home group um so we like I made like a pretty solid group of friends pretty quickly and we stuck together pretty much the whole way through school so in that way I think Mm. I was really lucky but Mm. yeah Mm. Cindy what about your experience um I mean I 
like I was like your friend car where I knew mm. people from other schools that were going there um I had a close friend from my own high school that had um gone as well mm. and so and they all lived in the area too so I'm mean, on my first day you know I had someone to take the train with oh the train was, like, was such a big time. thing oh my god that was like because um for those of you that don't know it's a single sex school yes yeah so the only opportunity to flirt oh. with the opposite sex was at the train at station, the train station. station. <laughs> at <Flinders> street station flinders <laughs> street oh. we would loiter oh my god but it's not even really the other boys school it's also um the private boys schools as well and their little little blazers and stuff i love that stuff Ew. <laughs> no. oh my god <laughs> it was like i feel like it was a different type of cool if you like knew a private school boy like no mm. no not for my cohort maybe just not for like me personally i don't know mm. i don't think that was a thing for us but also Ooh. like so Kara's year was um the year above mm-hmm. so we saw each other in school and very yes. funnily like, I knew of Kara because of Tumblr, because she was a niche internet micro-celebrity, um, and she was Kara Jade, and was that your Tumblr name? What was it? I think so. I think it was, it was, it was yeah. Kara Jade for a while, but then my mum found it, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> all yeah. hell broke loose. Oh, so, God. Yeah. Yep. Good um, times. So, like... I remember seeing Kara around and being like to my friends, hey, like, that's Kara Jade. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm pretty sure that I went up to you and was like, hey, like, I'm like Cindy Go from Tumblr. Oh, my God. I don't remember. I swear my memory is so bad. Did you know that memory loss can be a symptom of depression? How come no one talks about that? (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I was like uh, a secret fangirl. <laughs> <laughs> do you want my autograph? <laughs> this is a fan meet already. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm so hot. I'm just going to take off my audio. Okay, take off your audio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, oh, well. Is that, yeah, you tell us. What was I going to say? Oh, I went to high school after you guys graduated. She literally. <laughs> I mean, I went to that high school after you guys graduated. Is this five years younger than me and four years younger than Cindy? Just for context, every time I tell people that you're so young, Isa, they're like, "Oh, that explains it." <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Exactly What's my mean? reaction? Oh my god. <laughs> What do you mean? You're, the way you're reacting to that is like the way I react when people like people find out that I'm an only child and they're like, oh, that explains so much. Yeah, you have only child vibes. And I'm like, what does that mean? What does it mean? I just don't, I don't, I feel like I don't give off a youngy vibe though. Don't worry no. about it. It's, okay. It, it, it's, anyway. It's the naive. Like, outside of the pod. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, my experience, um, well, it was actually pretty good. Like, culture shock there. Like, the school is so involved in, you think that you, they're, they're only into academics, but everyone is so into other things that it's oh, like corals. insane. Yes, <laughs> the corals. So for those who don't have corals at their school, because I did not have it at my school, mm. your house literally 
like puts on this play, but also like writes the music from scratch and they orchestrate Mm -hmm. it with a play and with actors and singing and you have an orchestra as well. And then you're judged by the the teachers. Is it teachers? I don't even know. Mm -hmm. And whoever wins, whoever wins, wins. And I was like, geez, I had never experienced that either. And they're all really Mm -hmm. into sports. I remember like, Someone mm. asked me to go, let's go play badminton during lunch. And I was like, girly, I, <laughs> I've not played sports <laughs> since year seven. So don't ever ask me that ever again. <laughs> I don't even know how to, how to, how to do that. Don't, I don't. Um, but yeah, I had a really good experience. Oh my God. I don't know if you guys remember <laughs> the, the Wednesday bake sales for the charity. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> I loved I it too. This? How much brain damage do I have? Yeah, probably heaps. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you so every Wednesday a form would have a bake sale and that money would go to the charity of their um their choosing. Anyways, I was there and I was like, oh, I really want this brownie, but it's four bucks and I only had like two bucks or something. Oh. And then bloody what's the principal walks by and she's looking at the bake sale and I, and then she overheard me. She goes, oh, I'll ship in the other two dollars for you. And I was like, oh. <laughs> So I had this brownie. I'm like, fuck yeah, the principal just bought me a brownie. And I bite into it. It's so shit. It was so bad. I'm sorry to whoever baked that, but it was literally so bad. And I was so sad about it too because I was like bloody hell like this is a this is a prized possession the the principal gave me money for this um oh, no. anyway and it was <laughs> it was a bad experience so ever since then I was like oh my god I hate brownies but then brownies it was a so vegan good. brownie it was a oh. vegan brownie though so I was like okay so basically I can't eat anything that's vegan that's it this is this is this is my villain story but vegan hate <laughs> I mean, no, but then today I had some vegan, this is tangent, but today I had some vegan lollies and they were pretty okay. So Were they the natural confectionery? Y- yes. How did you yeah. know? Because <laughs> I saw them today. <laughs> yeah. So that one vegan brownie has scarred me, but vegan lollies, okay to go. Okay to eat. Oh my God. It's funny that you have like such a positive experience of like a a higher up at school, like helping you out. Whereas my, one of my strongest memories of school was, um, I think it was like the last day of year 12 and the year level coordinator came up to me and he was like, I didn't think you were going to make it and gave me a hug. Oh <laughs> my God. <laughs> and I was like, ouch. <laughs> Ouchie. Anyway, the point is basically I was like a terror during high school. So I think people have this like, preconceived notion that like all kids that go to selective schools are like nerdy little losers who like only study Mm -hmm. and you know Mm. like there's there's a very much like a cookie cutter selective school student that people have in mind and I think for the most part a lot of people probably do actually fit into that mold yeah Yeah. like there was Mm. very little drama like very little Mm -hmm. partying or um shenanigans that's not true for your cohort because like i remember being the year younger and everyone like (laughs) knew of your cohort as like the naughty cohort who had all the parties no but you always think about the party photos on facebook no but you guys i remember had like fights in the locker room or something i don't know (laughs) oh i did get threatened once i got threatened to get bashed at like the social (laughs) (laughs) but there was very little like 
you know how like for girls schools you always hear about like cat fights and like girls being really bitchy yeah. I feel like there was very little of that everyone was very much focused on getting what they needed to do done <laughs> like getting the work yeah. done yeah. um people still had parties though like we still had yeah. our high school yeah. parties yeah but I that's also, so true yeah but I feel like there was also a lot less like sex and drugs type of talk than you would probably get at like a mm-hmm. public school or a, a private school I yeah, agree the same age. I agree yeah way less less yeah. access like I feel like mm. people were interested but we were like oh but like I don't know where to get it from so yeah like you didn't <laughs> stumble upon it it wasn't something that you would yeah like necessarily stumble upon or get offered because yeah. it wasn't really yes. around mm-hmm. yeah yeah it is true mm. and after high school and then all oh, those then going people... into uni <gasps> uh-uh it's it's like it's like they 180'd and were just like off the rails yeah, because it's, like, years of being, like, repressed and, like, having yeah. to, to I was only focus about to on say studying. That. Yeah, and mm-hmm. having really strict parents, I think, a lot of the time, too. And then you yeah. get into mm. uni and you have this, like, newfound freedom and you're suddenly surrounded by, like, parties and drugs and alcohol and, like, all this stuff mm. that you've never seen before in your life because we were so sheltered. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah, like, yeah, you really saw people, like, come out of their shell, I think. Mm-hmm. That's so true in saying, like, um, the selective school experience is really like you're sheltered because you're mm. in this bubble where everyone is on the same level or close to the same level of like academic drive Sm- yes. or mm-hmm. IQ even. Mm. And so you feel like this is the norm. This is what everyone is like in life, especially yeah. if you don't have friends like outside of school. Because most mm-hmm, kids mm-hmm. have like what? The extracurriculars and then tutoring. And then you just study and that's it. Like you don't that's have time it, yep. to socialize mm. with anyone outside of school. Mm. And then when you like meet people, especially in uni, you're like, whoa, like yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> this world is so different. Right. And I, you know, another thing that I've noticed too is like, I think coming from a school where everyone is like quite quote unquote smart um, and then going to uni to being surrounded by like educated people, to me, that just became the norm. Like, sounds fucking horrible, Mm. but I didn't realize how many stupid people there are in the world. Or just like when you're suddenly exposed to like people who are super uneducated or like from a totally different walk of life, and you're like, whoa. I think that comes down to being sheltered as well, like being around Mm. only one certain type of people for so many years and then realizing Mm -hmm. that there's like a whole different world out there. Yeah. Mm. So true, Bestie. I I don't really. I didn't really get that because I got, went into a course where a high ATAR was required and everyone at, in my course is, like, really on it. So mm. I, I'm i still kind of in that same bubble, to be honest. Um, fair, there's a few outliers, to be fair, but jeez, <laughs> jeez. Like, I'm, like, a, I'm like in a little I'm – I'm in a mm. mini selective school at my uni. Yeah. No, Crazy. but I mean, like, when you – start working like a customer service job and you encounter like, oh, a customer yeah, yeah, that's like yeah. stupid as For fuck. Sure. And you're yep. like, whoa, not everyone out there is smart. <laughs> is smart, yeah. Yeah. Um, but back to the uni thing, don't you find that going to a selective school too, there's this pressure to get into specific unis or specific mm-hmm. courses? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like unheard of to not go to uni after graduating yes. high school like that wasn't even Unheard an option of, for sure yeah tape yeah. Uh, no way <laughs> like, what mm-hmm. is that <laughs> literally 
Yeah, like that's probably really skewed a lot of our perception of um, like what a career path could be, right? So for yeah. us, it's mm-hmm. like you graduate from high school, you get straight into uni and you can only go to Monash or Melbourne, like maybe Deakin. Yep. It, it depends on the course. If it was not health related, you couldn't go. Or maybe law. Yeah. I feel like law, you can take Yeah, it was either health or law. Anything else, <laughs> you're like, um, no, that's not allowed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And outside of that, like there were no other options. Like it literally felt like your life was going to end if you didn't get into like these specific uni courses. And I remember back to the Tumblr thing. Um, cause I was having a bit of a crisis where I wanted to pursue makeup artistry as a job after high school. But my mom was like, absolutely not. I did not send you to a selective school for you to be a makeup artist. And I remember posting something about, you know, my little crisis on Tumblr, teen angst days <laughs> being like, Oh my God, what am I going to do? <laughs> and then I p- made a post that was like a joke. Like if I don't get like over 98, I'm going to jump off the Westgate. And I got like all these mm. anon messages absolutely grilling me for making a suicide joke. <laughs> really? How times oh have changed. <laughs> I feel like I would be normal on Tumblr, no? Or am I just yeah. like so jaded at this well, point? I don't know, but I remember like I got a lot of hate for that for that little post. Mm. Um, but I feel like it was a different time back then too. People mm. got offended over different things to what they get offended over now. Yeah. It's different. We weren't as openly suicidal as we are now. Yeah. But anyway, that was the point. Mm. Like you felt like if you didn't follow that path that had been laid out, Mm. like those expectations, then like you were a complete failure. There were no other options. There were no pathways to different careers. There were no careers outside of like professional academic careers. Like it had to be that. Yeah. That was so my experience and mm. honestly really negatively affected my trajectory to a certain point. And I mm-hmm. feel like I'm, I'm really happy where I am now, but it would have saved me a lot of self-doubt and mm-hmm. wasted hex money doing oh. a course just because <laughs> I thought I needed to do a course. Yeah. Like it was, I remember like going to like, um, like graduation parties and be like, oh, so you're going to like Monash or Melbourne? Like that was literally <laughs> the only two options. Yeah. Um, and like, I always wanted to do something in like the health field anyway, like health sciences. So I was leaning more Latrobe anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ended up getting a very low ATAR mm-hmm. compared to what was expected of me. And going to a selective high school, literally like you must get 90 or above or there's something wrong with you. Literally, it's like what happened. Yeah. And I, I'm in the same yeah. boat too. I got a really low ATAR and like it was like a point of shame for so long. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like even like to this day, like I'm okay with it now. Like I'm okay with like my path and like where I am. But just the thought mm. of like people from school, like knowing what ATAR I got or like mm-hmm. like just knowing that it wasn't what was expected, like still doesn't sit right. Which is ridiculous mm-hmm. because it really, like, it doesn't mean anything, but... Exactly. Yeah, it literally doesn't. It's so it's like ingrained deeply in ingrained mm-hmm. in, as mm-hmm. to, like, your worth. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I remember, like, telling my friends and they, like, couldn't mask, like, the shock horror. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like... You're like, yep. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Oopsies. It do be like that. I wasn't joking. <laughs> and like to this day, like my family actually, I, I like my extended family only know my fake score, not my real score. Oh, your fake <laughs> score. Yeah. I mm-hmm. I think my mum was telling a fake score to people too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
Yeah, but you know what? I was also really fortunate that um, well, I don't know if you'd call this fortunate, but I had um, like a special consideration because yeah, I had like a lot of stuff going on during my VCE, a lot of things going on in my personal life, um, and I was really lucky to get guaranteed entry into Melbourne Uni with mm. my atrocious ATAR. <laughs> So I still got into the course that I wanted to get into. So it really didn't matter that my ATAR was so low, mm. but it was still just like that thing, like knowing that I didn't hit that like 90 or above or like didn't hit mm-hmm. the expectation that people expected. Um, mm-hmm. That was really hard. Like it was really hard to deal with. Yeah. Big time. What about you, Issa? Um, Well, I got above 90, but it like, it wasn't like a 99. Do you know what I mean? Like it wasn't a... <laughs> Right score. Just that statement is like so. It wasn't a ninety nine point nine five. The context, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, but like at they released the scores and it goes median score ninety six. So the median, the middle of the cohort was ninety six, and Fuck. I was about in the median range. And I was like, geez, I'm just. And in my head, I was like, oh, I'm not even special. I'm just. I'm the average. But when you think <laughs> about the ATAR, what it means is, let's just say you got ninety five. You're in the top 5% of the state. And so mm. when I hear people go, oh, I got below 80, I got below 70. Well, if you're at 70, you're in the top 20% of the state. And I think that's a feat. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's mm. it's not as Literally. low as people make it out to be. Like, it's still an amazing mm. thing that you guys achieved. So, um, yeah. yeah. But I didn't get the score I wanted. So I, I couldn't get into the course that I wanted because, like mm. you guys... um. I had guaranteed entry into um, dentistry, right, in at La Trobe um, because I did a leadership kind of role. Ooh, I was a peer cool. mentor, guys. Yeah. Anyway, I had... Me too! I had, yeah. <laughs> that invite. Anyways. <laughs> you should have just applied, but anyways, um, I was guaranteed entry. I didn't even get in with my score, and I was like, geez, I'm, this is, this is the, the lowest point in my life. Little did Literally. I know, it was going to go more downhill from there. It would get much, much worse. Much more, not much. I didn't, that oh. wasn't even a low point. When I look back, I'm like, that was such yeah. an achievement. Like, I did pretty mm. well. Yeah, and, incredible. Yeah, and that's that's it. But um, I know a lot of people who didn't get, you know, in that high higher range and they were, they they still hide their scores till this day. And mm. you know what? I think it's just should... It shouldn't be shameful. You got what you got. You tried your best and that's it. And just move on, you know. Someone in my... So I got a pretty good ATAR. Mm. And someone in my course, the same exact course, didn't even finish high school. So Mm. it just shows, like, there's so many pathways to get to where you want. If you really want it, you'll get there, you know. Mm -hmm. So ATAR, nah. Not not a fan of it. Sure, it gets you to where you want a bit faster. But you know what? Time time is... You have an abundance of time now. You know Yeah. I think that that really is the essence of it too, what you said. Like it's an arbitrary number. Well, it's not completely arbitrary, but at the end of the day, that number shouldn't be tied to like your self-worth. And mm-hmm. like you said, there are so many ways to get to where you want to go, right? And that's something that I'm realizing now, having just gone back to uni after graduating from my undergrad in 2016 and going back to uni like five years later to do a course that I'd always wanted to do and I definitely had no hope of getting into um, like straight out of high school. Like there's always a way to get where you want to go and that might not even be Mm. uni. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. exactly, exactly. There are so many people I know that 
um, didn't go to uni, maybe didn't finish high school even, and they did a trade mm. or they started at like an entry level role um, when they were like just out of high school and then they worked their way up mm-hmm. in a company and they're at like a totally different point in life than mm-hmm. people I know mm-hmm. that went straight into like their course. It, like, yeah. like there's this this idea that you have to follow like a certain pathway or a certain journey, but in reality, like it's different for everyone and there is no like right place like where you need to be. It all depends on like your own circumstances and no one else needs to know or needs to understand Mm -hmm. what your circumstances are. Like that's your own journey. Like if I had um, the opportunity to go back in time and speak to my high school self, Mm. I would just say, just take a pause yeah, and just find out who you are before you jump into something. Because in that moment, it seems so definitive, like this will mean everything. Mm-hmm. But really, starting a course that you're not that interested in just because you think you should is a waste of money and a waste of time. time. Which is the mistake mm-hmm. that I made with my undergrad too. Like I mm-hmm. went into that course because it was like, oh, I can go to Melbourne Uni and I can do an yeah. arts degree because that's broad and I don't know what I want to do yet. Mm-hmm. And then I did that and I was like, I graduated from that with no goal, like nothing in mind the whole way through my degree. Mm. So I didn't have anything that I was working towards, um, which gave me no incentive to really work that hard. And then I just came out with this like really crappy wham, a piece of paper that I didn't know what to do with and like no direction in life. So Mm -hmm. did, did you guys find that gap years were really frowned upon? Yes. I took a gap year and it was frowned upon. Yeah, that's the thing, right? (laughs) And I feel like that's so normal, especially for like white kids. I feel like they all do like a gap year and go traveling. Is that, that's Mm -hmm. the thing, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, If I, but if I could go back, I would do a gap year. (laughs) Yeah, I would would encourage it. 100%. Yeah. It was like, yeah, it was amazing. I think like, because I had signed up to a course before my gap year and I had deferred it. Mm. I wish I didn't make that decision until after my gap year and then applied mm. then. I don't know if that's possible, but it's always possible. Um, because like I had no idea who I was. I was 17 when I graduated, right? you know, and I learned a lot in that time, but I had so much more learning and growing and exploring to do. And there are ways to explore what you're passionate about without going to uni. Like 100%. for me now, like I don't have a degree. Like I didn't finish my bachelor. I'm working a full-time job where I'm paid pretty well and Mm. I'm happy where I am. I'm still Mm. thinking about like completing the degree at some point um, because it's something I do want to do, but there's also facets of like, I just want to make my mum happy. Yes, right. You just want to get that piece of paper, like tick the box. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, I'm where I am now without a degree and -hmm. it was based off of like my passion about mental health and my experience in the field. And that's all you need. Do you want to give a bit of background? Like, do you want to um, maybe tell the mm-hmm. listeners a little bit about, like, what you do and how you ended up in that role? Yeah, cool. So I um, was doing a Bachelor of Counselling after a few other bachelors that I tried and didn't like. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Classic. Um, <laughs> so, um, so then I was working in disability employment, which got my foot in the door of mm-hmm. disability um, in that sector. Mm-hmm. And then I went on to do mental health advocacy. And currently, I'm a support coordinator. Mm. And what, like, what do you yeah. do day to day? What does that involve? Um, 
So I coordinate people's supports who are on NDIS, so whether that's a psychosocial disability or disability. I'm the main point of contact to get them to achieve their goals and improve their life, essentially. Right, so it's like client-facing, so you're working with the client yeah. directly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's oh. sort of similar to like case management sort of yeah. stuff. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And like all of the roles I've gone for, um, they've always advertised like you have to have a degree, but I didn't and I went for it and I got it. Amazing. The other thing with that is a lot of the time working your way up in a company can actually be easier than getting a uni qualification and then going for that like upper level role. Mm -hmm. So getting an entry level role with the company um, and then just kind of moving up the ranks, you can probably do that way faster than if you were to spend three or four years at uni, get a degree and then apply for that same role. And you learn so much. Yeah, you learn it all on the job. So unless Mm -hmm. you're like obviously going to be a doctor or like something where you like maybe an engineer where you need to know um for a lot of roles like business related roles social media comms yeah you can do maybe like a TAFE course or you can just start off in an entry-level role bank jobs are a really good example of that too Mm. start off in a customer Mm -hmm. service role with a bank work your way up to like a really like high level job within a few years without ever Mm -hmm. having to even finish a degree and like, I know people that have done like really well in life from doing that. And like, sometimes I'm like, I kind of wish I did that because I wasted oh my years God, fucking around. Yeah. I'm like wasted years fucking around, like not making much money, trying to find my way because I came out of high school with this idea of like what I was meant to do, but I didn't want to do it. Like it wasn't what I wanted. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. kind of went ahead with it anyway. Like you said, like trying to make your parents happy, like get that degree, tick the box. But then realizing like, okay, what now? This isn't what I want to do. And then I just spent like years after that, like trying to find what my purpose was and find my path, which I think I have now, but like, it was just such a long journey to get there. And I wish I'd taken a bit more time in the beginning to just stop and like, think about it. But yeah, (laughs) I don't know how to segue that. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) anyway. (laughs) So I have a funny little story. Um, cause I think someone mentioned earlier, like, you know, like even for me now, when I, when someone randomly asked me like what high school I went to mm. and I'm like, Oh, like I, I went to a selective school, like the school in the city. They're like, Oh my God. Like you went to selective school. Like you must be so smart. Yes, no. it's always, you must be so smart. And I'm like, yeah. you would think so. <laughs> like you'd hope so. But like, I think that you're studious. I'm like, no, mm-mm, I mm-mm. fucking... <laughs> Skipped school a lot, did a lot of crying at the state library. Um, <laughs> state library! Ooh, that was the meetup zone. It was. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But, um, like, there's all these, like, misconceptions and that we're, like, very socially awkward or, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. There's, like, that, you know, like, ooh, we went to that school. Oh, have you ever um, heard that little, um, like, limerick or whatever that's, if you can't get a date, get a dog. If you can't get a dog, get a girl from our school. <laughs> just get a cat (laughs) (laughs) um yeah our school is known for being like ugly little nerds Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i not really (laughs) really (laughs) wait really i I mean we were known to be kind of nerdy but i reckon there were more like pretty girls like conventionally pretty girls who were actually quite popular with the boys like more than you would think there were still for us 
like within the school, but I think the general perception was that oh, but yeah, we were all yeah, ugly yeah, nerds. Yeah. But like, right. if you actually looked yeah. at our year level or look at our cohorts, like there were like heaps of beautiful girls. It wasn't like that at all. Yeah. But people had this idea mm-hmm. that like, oh, girls from that school are just losers. They oh, just, just all thought way. we were smart. Yeah. I don't, don't know why. I mean, I do know why, well, but like, <laughs> they just thought I was like out, like out there, like mind-boggling like you know Einstein kind of stuff but I'm not girl no he's dumb as fuck that is not not what happened there it was that was my peak academic brain and then just but down down (laughs) literally straight down not even gradual just a straight like bang yeah oh my god I just remembered sorry to interrupt no no you go one one time this is after high school, so first year of uni. Mm. My mum drew a graph of my <laughs> academic success from primary school no, up until God. now. <laughs> and literally, it was after getting to my it went <laughs> And then she drew it, so it went below the line. Like, mum, that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> what are they called? I, I did further math. I don't even know what these things, parabolas. <laughs> Babes, that's a sign graph. What do you mean a parabola? Oh. What's a parabola? Is that <laughs> the one that goes like that? Wait, no. Yeah. Parabola's like this. Sign graph is like, like that. that. That's what yeah, I did. Yeah. It went like that. No, you. Well, where's your line? Like, it depends where your axis is. I can't see it from here. <laughs> anyway, enough of the nerdy talk. <laughs> Shut up. Oh my god. <laughs> Girls from our school aren't nerds. <laughs> <laughs> that's a sign graph (laughs) anyway but so very recently um Mm. i believe it was like late last year or early this year pre-lockdown um my friend brought her partner to meet our group for the first time Mm. and we had like a super chill barbecue at one of our friend's houses and um so we were really excited to meet him it was like first time meeting the guy you know we had Mm. like drinks we were playing games and stuff like that and then afterwards when they left he asked her he was like oh did cindy go to that high school and she was like yeah like why like did you know her from then or something like what the heck and he was like oh she just has that vibe (laughs) this is the only child thing again like that vibe what does that mean explain it to me like what like what do you mean and I, I took offense, but like, what mm. if it was positive? But I just don't think it was. <laughs> um, mm, maybe he meant you were smart. I mean, if anyone told me that I had a selective school vibe, that's <laughs> that I would not take that as a compliment. Right? Yeah, no. You, like, in my mind, no. I'm like, they think I'm socially awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I am, but, I but like. like... <laughs> <laughs> but we are. <laughs> we are, but like, uh, don't say that. <laughs> I feel like that's not my vibe at all. So I was like, no. yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like out of whatever us three, that means, Isa would be the one that you would probably most expect to be, like <laughs> the stereotype. Almost, but whenever mm. people like hear of where I went to and like my ATAR, they're like, mm, "Are you lying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not lying." <laughs> but oh God. yeah, probably. But I don't. I feel like I don't give off a selective school vibe anyway. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. think you do, but I think out of us three, you'd mm. probably be like the closest the thing most, to it. But probably. I think us three mm. are all not like, not really that vibe at all. Not really. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, were there girls at your school that 
with compl- not your school were the girls in your cohort that were completely not the vibe at all but they like superseded okay i'll give an example there's this <laughs> there was this girl there was this girl in the popular girl group you know how everyone has like an it girl group the mm. popular girls anyway turns out she bloody went to harvard she went to harvard to study like <gasps> to, to, she went to harvard yes to study like oh med or something and i was like what the heck like she's not just pretty but she's also smart in the brains went to harvard the top school one of the top schools in america mm. like what the and heck? she was cool <laughs> she was cool and she was nice as well like one time i asked her a question <laughs> like she wasn't i mean i mean like i asked her a question but she wasn't like a rude or anything i don't know mm. but she was just like yeah well whether it's girls like that at your school or your cohort yeah yeah yeah. there were they're, like mm-hmm. i've seen a few girls that have like popped up and they went to like yale or harvard or oxford or something like that oh, which great. is just <laughs> insane um but that's that's another thing i wanted to touch on is like this whole like so my 10-year reunion is coming up guys oh no oh, <laughs> i know i'm old but shit man like so i was talking yeah right 10 years <laughs> so i was talking to my best friend about it and we were like do we even want to go? Because both of us have just gone back to uni this year. Like both of us mm. don't really have like a very strong, like career, you know, like career to show mm. for the last 10 years since we graduated. Like, and there's this thing, like every time I catch up with my group from high school, which I don't talk to very often. They're like those people that you catch up with once every few months. But when I catch up with people from high school, like it just makes you feel so inferior. Everyone's, Okay, mm-hmm. 90% of my friends from high school are doctors. If they're not doctors, mm-hmm. they're like physios or some type of health professional or lawyers or like for a big four or something. And I'm like, what yep. the fuck am I doing? They're like, what have you been doing? I'm like, um, I do makeup, but I haven't even been doing that lately because of lockdown. And they're like, amazing. That's really cool. <laughs> You're so quirky. Yeah. I'm like, so basically I'm a degenerate you're a doctor okay oh my god I literally had that conversation like I went to a winery for one of my friend's birthday Mm. and her friends are like I guess your stereotypical Mm. like very studious um doctor types yeah um and like because I I wasn't like with our cohort I don't know if it's different from you but we didn't have like, a popular group or no. Like, everyone was just yeah. sort of friends with each other. We had, mm-hmm. like, our own, like, tighter groups. Um, But it was more so split into the ones that were normal or crazy studious. Yes. Yep, yep. Mm. Same. It was, like, it was just, it was binary. Like, literally, it was just, like, are you one of the normies? <laughs> are, are you, like, a 99.95 kind of gal? Yeah, it was, like, do your parents let you go anywhere after school (laughs) to parties not even just to parties it's like do your parents let you hang out for half an hour after school or do you have to be on that 328 train home yeah (laughs) legit yeah like I feel like that was kind of the split Mm -hmm. Mm. um and so like like but I was we were still friends with everyone which was like something really like beautiful that I loved about like our experience so the mm. best part of like the high school experience for me was like all the extracurriculars yeah um, and like the that house spirit and all of that like because we didn't have any of that because I went to a public school yeah there was like a really good like community feeling I think during school like everyone mm. was really nice to mm-hmm. each other um fuck what were, were we talking about though oh yeah so I went to that winery oh yeah and then um <laughs> 
So everyone was like from like the very, very studious group um, oh. that I wasn't like very close to. I had seen much um, since high school. And so mm-hmm. they were all like, yeah, like I'm an investment banker mm. and I'm a doctor. Uh, I'm going to do surgery. Like, what about you? And I like, didn't... <laughs> yeah, how crazy is this? Imagining people our age, like cutting someone open on an operating table. Yeah. I'm like, no. <laughs> No, I went to school with you. No, 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 no. Yeah. It was like a lot, you know? And like, not to, you know, the whole thing is like, do not compare yourself to others. You're on your own path. But Mm -hmm. when it's someone of your age group who had the same, almost the same access to the, you know, same things you did. Mm -hmm. It's just like, damn, like, like it was hard, like growing up like that as well. Yeah. 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 And there's always this idea too, I feel like, where you see other people doing things and you feel like, oh, I should be there or I could have done that. But then the thing Mm. that I always have to remind myself is like, do you actually want that? Like, do you want Mm. that to be your life? Do you want to be a doctor? Do you want to be an investment banker? Do you want to be in whatever role that you're comparing yourself to? Mm -hmm. And I find when I think about it, the answer is usually no. Mm -hmm. But I'll still find myself comparing to people like in these roles or like, like making all these huge achievements and I'm yeah. like, but that doesn't even interest me. So why am I comparing myself to that? Like, why do I care? Mm-hmm. But it's hard for me to um, not compare as much because I've always wanted to be in the health field and I've always wanted to be a doctor too. So when I see mm. people my age, well, well, I'm like still pretty young. So no one's really graduated yet. But when I see oh, just wait. Um, <laughs> people out and about, just, just, I think it's coming though. Like people are starting mm. to graduate this year and then like a mm. couple of years, it's going to be the doctors. I'm going to be like, oh shit, that, that could have been me it's but, when you know they become what? the doctors it's it's when your med student friends become doctors when you're like oh shit oh like, they are they're, they're out there diagnosing people they're doing <laughs> they're stuff <out> doctoring <laughs> <laughs> doctoring yeah <laughs> uh, yeah but at least but, we get to girl boss on a podcast yeah <laughs> you know? i know that was literally it oh my god so i had a cat a zoom catch up with my friends that are all like doctors and whatever and they're like yes yeah, so i did this i did that i'm a doctor blah 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 and they're like what about you and i'm like i started a podcast, a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like what's it about and this is when we only had one episode and i was like red flags in men <laughs> <laughs> and they were like oh cool yeah cool listen to it but like my thing with that group has always been like you know the clown of the group right. entertainer so I think they kind of like expected that of me but it still just felt like mm. oh my god <laughs> like, yep huh. podcast but it's like we bring them joy like they I mm. think we like we undervalue our podcast sometimes because I had my co-worker message me I don't know she goes my god your body podcast is so funny and I'm like oh thanks mm. I like it wasn't like I didn't expect her to listen to it, but it's like I think it's mm-hmm. it's gaining traction, guys. We have a hundred and forty two mm. followers on our on oh, our Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, yeah. So our first few episodes were kind of like a bit of a joke, but we're kind of moving in a slightly more serious direction, I guess. Not like serious, serious. It'll still be like quite lighthearted, but I think it's time for us to start talking about like real things things that actually matter <laughs> starting with today i feel like this is a good a good um segue into like more serious topics but mm-hmm. yeah yeah so many funny stories speaking of funny stories there <laughs> there was an incident in our school oh, mm-hmm. no. the infamous poo incident 
Oh, well, anyway, it made the news. So mm-hmm. we had to go all the way back to the beginning. So yeah. when I was in year, basically it happened when they were in year nine. So I wasn't at the school yet, but when my cohort was in year nine, mm. someone had taken a poo like out on the floor or something. Like in the locker area? Yeah, I think so. This <laughs> shitting, this this phantom shitter, like, went silent for, like, two to three years. All of a sudden, it happened again, but the poo was inside <gasps> the toilet this time, but, like, not in the toilet, on the toilet seat. <laughs> on the toilet seat. And but the, the thing shitter is, not, was still there. The Yes, but there's a theory. There's a theory that they're actually, they were two different people. <laughs> two different people at two different times did this poo incident. Okay, so that's one theory. And mm-hmm. also, um, the, the school was so dramatic, the poo was not even that big, okay? But they closed that, <laughs> they, they closed that toilet for literally the entire day for investigation when they could have literally just taken a pick and cleaned it. But <laughs> taken a pick at that time, yeah. <laughs> but at that time, the... The toilets were like, they were like, there's not that many in that building. So it was always packed in that, the downstairs one. So it happened in the upstairs bathroom. Mm. And what the heck? Um, oh, so, wait, no, that was the second time. It actually happened a third time. It happened a third time. Yeah, I heard it was like but a recurring this, incident. Yes. But this third time, they had posted a letter to mm. com- uh, like compliment it. And they were like saying, oh, they pooed because they're trying to make a statement get their voice heard the the resources at school weren't good or stuff anyways someone took a picture of that and bloody mm. sent it to the news the news yes. okay the reason i know about this is because this was years after i graduated um like hadn't even really thought that much about high school and then people started tagging me in like the fa- like the news article mm-hmm. on facebook being like is this you lol <laughs> <laughs> to that school for like five years <laughs> or like more <laughs> so funny yeah but the article was saying that it was like a disgruntled student like that mm-hmm. was trying to take mm-hmm. a stand against like i think it was against like the teaching standards or something at the one school. Te- it was yeah. like the, one the teacher. shitty teachers at the school yeah. oh shitty teachers yeah, yeah. So what, my friend's sister was there and in that cohort during that time when it happened mm-hmm. so that's why i knew about it, and i was like we oh, never shocking, did right? that. <laughs> yeah, we, we just like bitch to each other like normal people. <laughs> yeah. But there's also a theory that the person who shat and the person who wrote the letter were two separate people. Mm. And the main reason this person was shitting was because something was happening at home and they were getting nervous or something and they were shitting <laughs> in the bathroom. And then this other person took advantage of it and decided to write that letter to accompany it and use that as traction. So God, can many you imagine, different theories. Like, can you imagine knowing the person that did it and like having to keep this secret yeah. the whole time? I don't reckon they would have told anybody though. Oh my god! Right? But um, mm. I think the person actually came forward later. I'm not too sure, but it's still a big mystery. The big mystery of the school. I wonder if anything <laughs> like that will ever happen again. The but... mystery of the shit. 
the the mystery of the shit it's such a mystery like who who did it why what's happening oh my god and the girl who like sent it to the bloody news you know what the school gave her as punishment she had to clean all you know in the office area there's all these trophies and stuff she had to go and polish all of them and think about like her um selective school values (laughs) (laughs) and she had to write a story about it like i'm an essay about it and we were like what kind of punishment is that what is so dumb are you kidding it's so so dumb i mean she shouldn't have sent it but like to be punished for that in that way weird stupid i have a funny story oh my gosh (laughs) so you know how every is it mondays we would have that big assembly i don't know what it's called assembly school School assembly assembly. anyway (laughs) anyway so i i had a free period in like before that and then it was recess and then the um the school assembly so what happened was i went across the road there was this shop that sold awesome chips that little cafe on the corner Corner anyway i went there to do study because i didn't want to go to assembly it was me and a group of girls during year 12 and then we're just studying studying i think we were there for about one and a half hours almost two hours all of a sudden, we hear this door open. He's like, girls. And we're like, what the heck? Follow <laughs> me. to be there. Get out. No, because we were meant to be in assembly, but we were like off campus and you're not allowed to do that. Mm. It was like during I was school hours. during the free period, yeah. <laughs> no, but even during free period, you're not allowed to leave the campus technically. But anyway, we were like, but we were not that far. We were across the road. And he goes, girls, come with me. We walk in. We walk into the assembly late. Everyone's looking at us. Anyway. <laughs> Our, How did he find our you? punishment I think the shop owner um dobbed us in because like I don't know she was just a dog but anyways um during that time in year 12 we have free dress mm. but our punishment was uh we had to start wearing school uniform again no. until the rest of the term yeah yeah and no. I had to do oh that and then I had to sign in and out of school at 8 30 <sighs> and 310 regardless of whether i had free periods on either <gasps> side um oh i know and then one time i was doing a sack in my uniform and there were it's obviously year 12 so everyone's in free dress and my um was it biology <laughs> my biology teacher teacher he's like oh you got pinged didn't you <laughs> and i was like <laughs> yeah i did <laughs> oh so yeah that was wow. that was the most rebel thing i ever did get oh my god and you really paid walk the across for the road I never mm. got in like that much trouble for any of my shenanigans. Although I wasn't, I don't think I did anything that bad, like by normal school standards, but by like our school standards, I was a little bit of mm-hmm. a, a shit. Oh my God. Another funny story, like kind of topical to the whole like COVID situation, but it was back <laughs> when, um, when swine flu first emerged, um, it was like right around the time of our brother's school social. Um, and There was, like, an outbreak there, I think, because everyone used to go there and, like, make out with, like, five different people in one night. It was kind (laughs) of like – do you remember people would be like, how many people did you hook up with at social? Yes. Like, it was just go kiss as many people as you could. Like, how chat is that? 100%. 100%. Especially by, like, COVID standards. To put it into context, like, we're an Mm. all-girls school, yeah? Mm. What other opportunity do you have but this one night? To get as much <laughs> to play the uniform D as you can. <laughs> and it's like dark and everyone's sweaty and smelly. It's just like, all right. Oh, <laughs> you'll do. 
literally. <laughs> um, yeah, but there was like this one girl from like a, a neighboring private school that we all hated. Um, and apparently she was the one that like brought swine flu to social. <laughs> and, and like all these people caught it and had to like quarantine back then. Oh my God. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah, that was before your time, Issa. It was before my time, yeah, because I remember when I when swine flu came out, I was in primary school. Oh my god! <laughs> Wait, yeah, when did swine flu come out? It was like 2010, I think, or 2009, maybe. Oh, I reckon it was yeah, 09, because I remember. Mm. No, 2010, because I was there. <laughs> yeah. Spring of 2000 and 2009. Hmm. I think it was 2009, but maybe late 2009. I did go to a social in year eight as well because I was that girl. Oh. Oh, you were yeah. that. That's like going underage clubbing. Yeah. <laughs> Same vibe. No, but I was definitely in primary school then. Yeah, two thousand nine. I was nine years old. Cindy, yeah. what are you talking about? My year level being like the what did you call us? The well, you were you guys were the drop kicks. We were not. No, actually, maybe if you're comparing to like our school, but with our brother's school, your year level were the drop kicks. Oh, yeah. The drop kicks. oh yeah. yeah. I remember they brought, they snuck like drugs into social, which by the way, like this is like a, like think like blue light disco vibes, like no alcohol, nothing. <laughs> like it's like you go there and you get a can of Fanta, like type of vibe. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and these kids. There was also a sausage in. sizzle. Really? Was <laughs> Not for us. They're like there was. Anyways, they snuck yeah. drugs in. They snuck pingers in and they got caught. Oh, my they? God. Yeah, no, that was my year level. It was the year below. Oh, the year below. <laughs> God, they just get How like they get caught. They get braver and braver every year. <laughs> yeah, that's so um, random. I don't know. Wait, did they actually? Did they do them at the event? I don't know. I don't know. I just remember seeing like an article or something about these kids getting caught with um. Yeah, getting caught with drugs. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, my social experience, it was really tame. I went with, like, a group of girls. Like, we just – I bought this $10 dress from – what's it? You know, like, one of those Asian shops that have all the yeah. the knockoff things? $10 dress, yeah. and I bought these heels. They're, like, wedge heels, and I – Wedges? I was just – wedges. It was, like, a wedge, but, like, not, like – it was a wedge, and I thought I looked so good, and I didn't even wear makeup. I just went as I was. It was – <laughs> it was another time. I was like in year nine and I never went after that. I only went in year nine. Yeah, I didn't but... go to all of them either. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I didn't go to the brother school, thought I was ugly. So I didn't have a good time with them. And that's why I just, Aww. I don't have any boyfriends, space friends, boy space friends. Because mm. <laughs> that, that was the only opportunity to make boy space friends and boy I friends. didn't make any. She's boy space oh, friends. male friends. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, male like, friends. Let's say boy that. Boy space. Boy space, like my space. <laughs> um, male friends, and so yeah. that's that's why when people are like, "Where are all your your male friends?" I I just say I, yeah. I don't have any because I've actually I wondered about yeah. that. Like, how how come yeah. you never have guy friends? Because like it's because mm, yeah, mine are like I want to say fifty fifty, but I think. My closest friends are girls. Like, my, like, best, mm-hmm. best friends are just, like, a, a few girls. But then, like, people that I talk to daily is probably, like, 50-50. Like, half guys, mm, half wow. girls. Um, mm. You're, like, all girls. No. Yep, basically all girls. I have one mm. good um, guy friend, but that that's it. Like, I don't, mm. I don't know. I, I get nervous. Don't know. 
That's that's the selective school experience, school, though. Maybe, oh, yeah. yeah. You lack yeah. the, you never develop the skills required to talk to boys. To talk to a boy, I think you're actually being <laughs> right know? because where would I have talked to a boy? Like, I didn't. We just yeah. figured out why Izzy's never the been school. on a date. <laughs> on a date yeah. because I went to a selective all girls high school. And then, but it's the timing as well. And then, like, mm. when you get to uni, and then boom, it's Corona. So then, like, yeah. you didn't have the opportunity to, like, go out and do all those Actually, things. Actually, I did. I meet. mean, I had one year because, you know, the Jaffa year, that's where you go wild. But yeah. the thing is, I didn't, <laughs> I I still didn't make any friends at uni because I was, like, shy and I just mm. couldn't. And that's it. And I missed all the chances to bond. You know, when mm. you have uni activities, like, um, mm. all their balls and the, the little events that they do, I never went to any of them. So that's yes. well, sad. I... Sad for me. I went to a lot of those like activities, but I actually never made any new friends during uni, like mm. from my course, because because of that whole like Melbourne Monash thing. <laughs> um, mm. All of my friends went to Melbourne Uni, like all of my high school friends. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we would just like meet up during our breaks, and like for the mm. first like year or two, when you have like a lot of contact hours for your course, like we would just hang out, like we were all at uni all the time. And then as it mm. got like further into my degree, people choose their majors and all go their separate ways. Um, and they were all in science. All my friends did science and mm. I did an arts degree. So I had like no contact hours. My tutes were like once a fortnight, I would literally go to uni, go to my class and go home. And I did not make any friends during my entire like undergrad because I relied on the friends that I'd like brought with me from high school mm. to get me through that like transitional period of mm, adjusting true. to uni. Yeah. What about you, Cindy? Yeah. Yeah, most of my friends were from uni, um, from high school as well. Mm. Um, like all of my best friends, like a lot of my best friends now went to. I wasn't friends with them then, mm. but I'm friends with them now. Yeah, really. It was just yeah. because of the circles that we ran in. Like I didn't know them at all. That's funny. Mm. That's I guess yeah. that's kind of like us three, like being friends now too, though. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> like we've all made friends since graduating mm. school, but we weren't well, obviously none of us had a chance to be friends with Izzy during school but like, <laughs> yeah like me and Cindy like would have been like acquainted like probably yeah. went to the same parties like said hi and bye and like whatever but we never mm, like really talked until we it. like linked up on Twitter later on Twitter is yeah. like the it's like the catalyst of friendships I swear to god mm. yes literally one of my best friends of all time now mm. like I met through Twitter like, yeah, we just wow. slid into each other's DMs and that's it. Like guys as well. Mm, like, yeah, meeting guys. I've met through Twitter. <laughs> yeah, literally. I feel mm-hmm. like out of like the my daily rotation of like five or so people I talk to, I think like four of them are all like people that I would have met from Twitter or like slid in Twitter. the DMs and like made friends with. So I'm like, yep. that's where I make all my friends. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Now. I think you're right. Yeah, like... Mm. A lot of the people that I talked to, I met from Twitter too. Mm. Maybe to hop back on. Oh yeah, I forgot that you weren't on Twitter properly. Um, but I feel like you tend to stay more connected with people that are on Twitter because you're tweeting about your life. Like you're you're more in the yeah. loop because you're updating each other yeah. on like what's going on in each other's life more often. Whereas like friends yeah. that you only have on like Facebook or like an app that you don't use that often, they have no idea what's going yeah. on in your life. Mm-hmm. so they don't know when to check in on you they don't know like that you're losing the plot every second day <laughs> like... 
Yeah, it requires more of a conscious effort to maintain mm. those relationships where with Twitter, it is like no effort, really. They're just there. Like, you're like, like oh, mm-hmm. yeah, Cindy's horny again. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean, again, I think she's like 100% just horny, like on. There's no, there's no other. It's just horny Cindy and that's it. <laughs> oh, my God, Cindy, I feel like we should do an episode on like sex. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh. We should do a whole podcast. This is I think, yeah. <laughs> let us know. Um, yeah, let us know if you would like us to do an episode just devoted to like sex, our relationship with sex, um, our experiences, mm. like things that we wish we could tell our younger self. Like, like sexuality like mm. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that could mm, be really interesting. Yeah. I, I would love to talk about it. Um, if any of our listeners have any questions that they would like to ask or any like topics that they'd like us to cover in, in regards to sexuality or sex, um, yeah, we'll answer them when we get to that episode. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think that pretty much sums it up for today. I hope you guys enjoyed the new audio because I just bought a very yes. expensive microphone. Hopefully, this is our first time using our like actual microphones properly, so we're hoping that the audio has improved significantly from our last episode. It should. Um, it was one hundred and thirty dollars, so you guys better enjoy it. Damn I'll be right. Okay, so I think that pretty much wraps it up for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate you tuning in. And thank you so much, Cindigo, for coming on the show today. I hope that you guys enjoyed my presence and that you'd want me back for another one because I had so much fun. Aww. Yes. Oh, we had a lot of fun talking to you as well. Um, mm-hmm. Thanks, you guys, for listening and I hope to see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye, besties. okay and done how do i stop the recording at parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices by developing better technologies we keep moving forward with each new idea innovation and partnership we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day to find out more Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.